Hi everybody, I'm Jason Ward. This is the Confidently Creative Podcast. I'm going to help you develop your creative projects, your creative practice, and your creative business. Remember, subscription is free of charge. Please let me know what you need and enjoy the episode. Let's talk about tribute shows. A couple of years ago, I did some research for a client on the state of the UK tributes market. Now, at that time, there were over 1,000 ABBA tributes working in the country, and they were charging between £130 a night right up to £5,000 a night. Now, £130 a night is not much at all. And if you're a business person looking at this from the outside, you'd probably think that if rates are that low, then I need to get out of this market. However, the tributes keep coming. The market keeps evolving. We have the evergreens like Jersey Boys, Queen, Abba, George Michael. They keep on coming. And there are newer acts entering the phrase. There's been a big bounce in Dua Lipa and Ed Sheeran tributes. And this demonstrates something really strong about the tributes market, which is that it's very good at responding to demand. Now, as well as individual artist tributes, there are themed shows such as Lost in Music, Disco Inferno, Back into Hell or 80s Mania. They're great fun tributes to a genre or an era in popular music. And another great example of a market following demand is the number of singers that are offering several tribute shows. But there are also some troublesome signs, as well as the very low rates I mentioned. We've got white women doing Tina Turner Whitney shows, which is pretty poor, and ABBA and Freddie Mercury as a mashup is probably the tribute we never knew we needed. So with this huge choice, the question is, do we need another tribute show? So let's have a look at how tribute shows started. Well, the modern tribute industry arguably has three starting points. In 1988, Rod Stevens started the ABBA parody band Beyond Again in a Melbourne pub. In 1990, ITV in the UK started the TV show Stars in the Rise, in which members of the public would impersonate showbiz stars. And then in the late 90s, we saw the rise of the jukebox musical, and this was really supercharged by the arrival of Mamma Mia, ABBA looms large in the tribute story. So we had Mamma Mia, uh, Saturday Night Fever, and then Jersey Boys as well a few years later. Now, Beyond Again arguably started the ABBA revival and got the tribute market simmering. However, their trajectory was much more like a regular rock band. They played universities and festivals. They released records, which were not just souvenirs of their show. And they also became essentially a global brand. Here in the UK, it was really the popularity of Stars in Their Eyes, the TV show that got the tribute market fired up. So although the show started with apparently regular punters doing their impersonations of Elvis and Lulu, once variety agents recognised that there was a shilling to be made from this looky-likey stuff, there was a rush on to get every singer possible a spot on the show and then get them booked out as featured on TV Stars in Their Eyes. But at the time, this market was still kind of novelty niche, and I can remember it was looked down on by other performers who sneered at those that were unable to get work on their own merits and could only get bookings by dressing up as someone famous. And there was also a load of lip-sync shows as well. But it was the West End and Broadway jukebox musical that gave the tribute market its legitimacy. Once Mamma Mia and Jersey Boys became worldwide sensations, the concept and imagery entered the public mind. And more importantly, the music from those shows became associated with a theatrical setting rather than a function room or party. 
So we then had shows featuring the music of everyone from The Kinks and Madness to Cher, Carole King, The Temptations, Tina Turner, Jim Steinman. The floodgates were open. As a point of interest, there was actually two separate Bob Marley musicals and two separate Take That musicals. And there was even a Susan Boyle musical called I Dreamed a Dream. But now we had a situation in which an act, so a tribute act, that was traditionally a variety or party act, now became a theatre act and a theatre act that tours. And this is because regular theatre-goers would see that the Jersey Boys musical was smashing it in London, but they could also get a taste of it at their local theatre when the touring Jersey Boys tribute came to town. At the same time, the fans of the music or the people that wanted a great fun night out would now come to theatres to enjoy it. So this meant that many acts and producers had to raise their game because production standards for a theatre show are much higher than for a function or or club gig. This led to some really well-created, high-quality shows. But as in all great showbiz stories, it also led to a huge tide of unoriginality. As regularly happens in our industry, some people thought, oh look, there's money to be made off that thing, so we need to do the same. And this is why we now found ourselves in the position of having 1,000 ABBA tributes with rates being pushed down for everyone, which will only lead to lower quality and then lower rates in a never-ending death spiral. However, it's not all grim. The fact remains, tributes are still very popular. And as I pointed out at the beginning, there is now diversification into performers that might not have been seen as mainstream, such as Bowie, Kate Bush, there's even Les Zeppelin, who are an all-female tribute to the world's greatest heavy rock group. So what's the problem? Public like them because they're getting something that they're familiar with, it's getting bums on seats, and really importantly, it's keeping people in our industry working. Well, the problem and the challenge for tributes both stems from the sector's success. Basically, right now, everyone's doing it. Every theatre, every venue, every cruise ship, they're all booking tributes and... Pretty much every singer, group, genre, and era has a tribute, except hip-hop, yet, but I'm still waiting for that NWA tribute. Now, what happens when something becomes ubiquitous like this? When it becomes ubiquitous, there's a backlash against it, and that backlash becomes very strong. Think about the Disco Sucks movement in the late 70s and early 80s. When choice is restricted, so the choice of what consumers can see, when that's restricted consumers start to crave and value more something different. We need to think about how much people will pay for unique items and experiences that not everyone can have or that not everyone even knows about. And this is the basic law of supply and demand. When demand is high, prices go up. And when supply is high, prices go down. So if there is a huge supply of tribute acts, it follows that the prices are going to start slipping if they haven't already. Right now, we have a huge supply of tribute acts, so the risk is that we are due a readjustment. So what can we do as an industry to avoid a calamitous fall? Well, first of all, I don't think the bottom is going to fall out of this market right away, and when it does, it won't be overnight. But it is likely to happen over a short period of time, maybe 18 months to a couple of years. This means that creatives, producers, performers, promoters, we all need to start preparing for change. We need to start looking at what entertainment and cultural trends are coming down the track. First of all, to ensure that the tributes that we offer remain on trend and commercial, and they are what the public wants. And then we need to start gradually 
feeding in the product that we're going to create to replace tributes. By preparing now and by working strategically, we'll protect our businesses and our industry. The entertainment sector is like many other sectors in that we resist change because we're making money today. However, it's only by planning two, three, five years into the future that we become ready for change and more importantly, we're ready to profit creatively and commercially from that change. Tributes are not killing the entertainment industry, but the entertainment industry might kill tributes off if we don't get seriously creative about getting ready for what's next. Thank you for listening to Confidently Creative. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, subscription is free and you can follow me on Instagram at Jason Ward Creative. Please feel free to leave me a review and share the show. I look forward to catching up with you soon on Confidently Creative.